0: Chapter 3, Continued. Contract Tip, No Waiver Provisions. The no waiver provision says that the party's actions are not to be deemed waivers and the only waivers are those signed in writing. U.S. courts often ignore no waiver provisions. With the right set of facts, the court may find the parties did waive their rights no matter what the contract says. The law on this point is similar to the law on no oral amendment provisions. That said, US courts are more likely to enforce no waiver provisions if the contract is to buy goods governed by the Uniform Commercial Code. You may think, well, if it's not enforced, why am I bothering to include it? The reason is that it may be enforced. The parties usually want to do whatever they can to make that happen. We make enforcement more likely when we include these four concepts in our waiver provisions. One, what type of actions are covered? Make sure to include failure and delay. Two, to what do those actions relate? I like to use rights, remedies, and authority under the agreement and the law to capture the world of things that are not waived. Three, what exceptions apply? In other words, when is something deemed a waiver? This list may include when it is in writing, signed by an authorized representative, and calls itself a waiver. Four, how long does the waiver last? Be clear that waivers are one time only. Contract tip, notice provisions dealing with known errors. I've often had to send an official contract notice when there was an obvious mistake in the notice provision. In each case, the address was outdated or the people named to receive notice no longer work there. If you know there are problems with the notice provisions, here are my suggestions for handling it. One, follow the contract, but don't be silly about it. You still need to comply with the process described in the notice section because if there is a legal action later, you want to show that you did what the contract required. But sometimes you have to do more. If I know the information is wrong, I send a second copy to the new address or the new general counsel. Two, ask someone. When I know the address or person named is wrong, I ask the counterparty for the correct notice address. My preference is someone in the legal department. I reason that if I have someone from legal or in authority, say an email to deliver notice to a particular place, they will see that I was proactive and reasonable if it comes up later. Three, if all else fails, get it in someone's hands. If the notice address was wrong and I can't find anyone to ask, I go into full detective mode. I'll look for the agent of service in the formation state or country's company registration database. If that doesn't work, I'll ask someone at an affiliate or go searching for a high ranking employee on LinkedIn. I find someone in authority and make sure that person receives it. Contract tip prevailing party provisions, the basics. The prevailing party provision, also known as the attorney's fees provision, provides that if a party to the contract sues the other, the loser pays for the winner's lawsuit costs. We add this provision to U.S. law contracts because the default is here that each party in a lawsuit pays its own costs, whether they win or they lose. This approach differs from most of the world, where the loser in a lawsuit pays the other's costs. Here are six elements of these provisions and how to approach them. One, what kind of proceedings does it cover? Use narrow or broad relational language to adjust coverage as desired. Two, is it limited to the agreement or extended to other claims? Address whether you want to include non-contractual claims. Three, when is a party entitled to these fees? Think about whether you should define the prevailing party, especially if it's not defined in the jurisdiction. 4. What kind of ruling is required? You may want to limit the provision to final unappeal court rulings or arbitration awards. 5. What kind of fees are included? Look for attorney's fees, court costs, and other incidental fees. 6. Does it cover enforcement and collection? Evaluate whether the provision allows for costs of this action only. You may want to clarify that you are also entitled to collection and appeals costs. Contract tip, prevailing party provision, whether to include. Prevailing party provisions require a losing party in a lawsuit to pay the other party's costs. We include these provisions because the American Standard is for each party to pay its own costs. It's essential to consider whether you want to include this provision. Being required to pay those fees creates an unknown risk beyond the direct damages in a dispute. Here are con- some considerations that I've seen used to evaluate whether to add this provision. One. If I'm not sure I will win, having this provision makes me less likely to litigate, especially in cases with lower potential damage amounts. Two, if I have a slam dunk case that's easy to prove, having this provision makes me more likely to litigate. Why not sue? I can hire costly lawyers and get my money and all my fees paid. Three, Prevailing party provisions are crucial for smaller companies. They could end up bankrupt from the lawsuit costs. These sections are not as big of a deal for larger companies. Sure, the costs hurt, but they can afford to pay the other side's fees in a worst-case scenario. 4. The risk of this provision scales with the likely complexity of cases arising from the contract. If I'm buying a standard piece of lab equipment, my risk from this provision is much less than if I'm incorporating new cutting-edge, newly developed technology into my main product. Contract Tip – Publicity Provisions Publicity provisions set the rules about when, why, and how the parties can publicly speak about the contractual relationship. These provisions give both parties control over the timing, content, and form of any public disclosures. Here are three things to consider with these sections. 1. Approval rights. Most publicity clauses prohibit public announcements without the other party's approval. Consider adding a review standard such as, in its sole discretion, or not unreasonably delayed or denied. If publicity is integral to why your client is doing the deal, you may want to insist on pre-approval. You don't want to discover after the agreement is signed that the other side won't approve a press release. 2. Exceptions. Some counterparties are subject to rules that require a public disclosure. For example, public companies may have to disclose material transactions under securities laws or their stock exchange rules. Three, relationship with confidentiality obligations. Evaluate how the publicity provision works with your confidentiality provisions. If there's an overlap, remove the inconsistency or identify which provision controls. Contract tip, third-party beneficiary provisions. The general rule is that only the parties to a contract have the right to enforce it, but there is an exception. The law allows third parties to enforce a contract if the contract parties intended to give that right that person is a third party beneficiary to prevent any confusion on the subject most parties include an explicit statement in the contract that says there are no third party beneficiaries it usually reads like the parties do not intend to grant any third parties the right to enforce the terms of this agreement or there are no third party beneficiaries of this agreement. But that statement may not be enough if other language in the contract suggests a different intent. You've created an internal conflict. If you include a provision saying there are no third party beneficiaries and then grant third party rights in the same contract. Here's my approach. I start by deciding whether there are rights in the contracts that third parties should be able to enforce. If none, then I evaluate whether to add a no third party beneficiary provision. If I do have provisions that grant enforcement rights to third parties, I might add, except for the end user's rights to enforce the warranty under Section X, There are no third party beneficiary rights under this agreement.